Hello, friends. We are so glad that you are with us today. I want to welcome you to Love Chapel Hill. Whether you have been a part of this over the past 10 years, or maybe you have been joining us over the past few weeks online, or maybe today is your very first time joining us, we are so glad that you are a part of this. This mission to love Chapel Hill with the heart of Jesus. It is a love that is active and it is a love that is on the move right here and now. And you are invited to be a part of it from wherever you are. That's the beauty of the church is that the church is where you are. You carry the kingdom with you wherever you may go. And so today, from wherever you are, we are going to join together in worship. Whether you are at home or you are outside, I just want to invite you to embrace the space that you are in as a space of worship. The Lord is in front of you. The Lord is behind you. He is to your left and he is to your right. He is above you and beneath you. The love of God surrounds you here and now. So open yourself up to what he wants to stir in you, what he wants to do in you, and what he wants to do through you today. Are you ready? Let's take this time and let's worship together. Good morning. Wow, I miss y'all so much. I know that it's very difficult not to be able to gather as a church right now. Um, a lot of us are struggling. This is not an easy time. This is not something we've dealt with before. Um, and so I wanted to take a minute just to remind everyone of who I am. Um, I don't get up on stage a lot at church, so you may not have met me, but I'm Allison and I am the congregational care pastor for Love Chapel Hill. I'm very um, passionate just about caring for others. And right now that's kind of a difficult thing to do or what that looks like when we're all distanced. Um, but fortunately we have ways, we have phones, we have technology, we have this is a beautiful thing. Um, and so, yeah, if you just wanted to remind you and let you know if you are struggling right now, if you need someone to talk to, um, if you are sick and um, are needing help, like we are here for you. This church will not cease to be the church just because we aren't gathered on Sundays. And so if that's you, please send me an email or a text or a phone call and I'm here for you. I'm not doing anything else right now. <laughs> so please reach out. Um, I want you to know that you are loved. And so this morning we are going to share in this space together. And it's different worshiping from separate spaces. Um, so we want to take a minute just to bring the Lord into those individual spaces and um, just open up our hearts for worship right now. And this morning is Palm Sunday and uh, just so hard not to be together, but we want to open worship this morning by sharing this Psalm of praise 
And so I invite you just to take a deep breath from where you are and just prepare yourselves for this time of worship. Um, I will be reading this Psalm 24 um, from the voice translation. And one thing that is different about this translation that you'll notice is that God is referred to as the eternal. So when you hear that and hear the eternal, that is referring to God. All right, let's join in worship together. The earth and all that's upon it belong to the eternal. The world is his with every living creature on it. With seas as foundations and river as boundaries, he shaped the continents, fashioned the earth. Who could possibly ascend the mountain of the eternal? Who can stand before him in sacred spaces? Only those whose hands have been washed and hearts made pure, men and women who are not given to lies or deception. The eternal will stand close to them with blessing and mercy at hand. And the God who redeems will right what has been wrong. Though these are the people who chase after him. Like Jacob, they look for the face of God. City gates open wide, ancient doors stand back. For the glorious king shall soon pass your way. Who is the glorious king? The eternal who is powerful and mightily equipped for battle. City gates open wide, ancient doors stand back, for the glorious king shall soon pass your way. Who is the glorious king? The eternal, commander of heaven's army. He is the glorious king.
We are so proud of you. Your beautiful artwork is such a special way to be drawn into this Holy Week, celebrating our sweet Jesus on his journey of love through your eyes. Thank you for sharing that. Families, we are praying for you for renewed energies and creativity for memory-making moments this week. We'd love to share some of those with you. Join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for Quest Kids Zoom meetings. Send me your email address and I will be sure you get information on that as well as our weekly video lesson plans. 
We want to take a moment and rejoice with one of our families. Steve and Erica Griffith are expecting a baby this week. We are so excited for you guys. Griffiths, we will be praying for you, your sweet baby girl, uh, big sister Avery, and big brother Tucker. We love you guys. Next up, we are going to hear from Hope, a dear friend and missionary, our Quest Kids, and our whole church family has been praying for. We're blessed to have Hope share with us this morning. Ni hao, hao jiu bu jian. That means long time no see. I've missed you, love Chapel Hill, and it brings me great delight and also great sorrow to be with you this morning. I left for East Asia in August to work as a missionary on a couple of college campuses. I completed a semester of language study and was growing and seeing God work and bring students to a greater understanding of truth. In January, I left for a brief vacation and conference in another country and expected to return to my East Asian home in mid-February. As you probably know, at this time COVID-19 was crossing international borders and presented risks for returning back to our ministry location. My team and I, along with many other laborers, were waiting it out in Thailand as we continued to be trained and to share the gospel with college students there. In mid-March, we received the news that all interns like me would be returning to our passport countries shortly after. I returned to my parents' house in Charlotte on March 21st. I am weary and I am very sad, but I spent some time writing this week and I want to share a little bit with you. It feels like a death of sorts, coming home to my passport country in March, when I had full expectations to be doing ministry in East Asia until July. It feels like a death to leave behind my life there and to return to a place that I used to call home, but now feels nothing of the sort. It feels like death is surrounding us and we are desperately in need of the comfort of home. But God is giving me eyes to see the silver lining, the everlasting, never changing home that I desire is found in the Lord. And because Christ has made me his home, anywhere I go with the Spirit, I am home. This is beautiful. This is my prayer for you, Love Chapel Hill, that as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we would find our shepherd's rod and staff comforting. I pray that we remember that our shepherd is guiding us on the path of righteousness even now when there's a lot of bad things about this time. Goodness and love are following us, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. (laughs) Thank you so much, Hope. Thank you for the reality of what you shared, Um, the reality of the pain, and also the reality of the hope in the middle of that pain. Uh, I love what Hope just shared with us that Because Jesus lives within us, we have this sense that we are always at home uh, and that he is making his home with us. And so wherever you are today, uh, remember, as we've been saying over and over through this time, he is with you. He is with you in the anxiety. Uh, He is with you in the strain. He is with you in the stress. Um, For the medical workers who are on the front lines and are in the midst of preparations, uh, he is with you in that. 
for the teachers who are having to make adjustments and, and navigate in ways that they are not used to um, and make quick moves um, in order to do that. He's with you in that as well. I know you're missing your students and uh, as the parent of two of them, they're missing you too. Um, but thank you for the way that you are leading and serving uh, during this time and making those adjustments creatively. Uh, thank you for the grocery store workers uh, who are um, showing great patience and um, and are another glimmer of hope in the middle of all this. Thank you for our small business uh, workers and our restaurants who are um, trying to recreate and innovate in this time. Uh, and some of them are even banding together to make sure that our uh, hospital workers are, are being fed and encouraged with food. Um, and there's just so much creativity that is coming out of this. And so we always acknowledge the pain. We acknowledge the reality of the pain. And yet that's the beauty of uh, this life in Jesus is that in the midst of the reality of the pain, there is also the reality of the hope. So we continue to pray. Um, for everybody who's a part of our church family and a part of our broader community. Um, and we continue to pray for people who are being affected in so many different ways uh, during this time. Uh, we pray especially for people um, who are being um, physically affected uh, by this virus. Um, and as we continue to uh, get to a point where we will begin to know more and more people personally who are experiencing that, um, our hearts are heavy and, um, and we are praying. So please keep joining us in that. Today is uh, Palm Sunday. It's the first day of Holy Week and all around the world today, um, there is something that is connecting uh, believers uh, around the entire globe. And yes, the whole globe uh, is captivated at this moment by uh, every new development uh, with the coronavirus. Um, and yet there's something that's deeper that's connecting us as believers, and that is the fact that today is Palm Sunday. And so in the midst of this chaos, we all are pausing, and we are seeing, as we've said before, in the midst of the reality of the pain, we're seeing that deeper reality of the hope of who Jesus is. And so today is a day when we have great hope. Because today is the day that we celebrate that Jesus is the King. So we're going to read uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 21. And we're going to read through verses 1 through 11. And this is the story of the triumphal entry. So this is the beginning of the last week of Jesus's life uh, as he enters into Jerusalem and he is crowned as the king. He is uh, welcomed as the king, uh, that long-awaited king. And so here's how that story goes as we're moving into the first day of Holy Week, uh, this Palm Sunday. Here it is. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, and her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, tell them that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey." 
on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt, placed their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of them and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus, thank you for the truth of your word and in a day like today, the beauty and the power of your word. And uh, we pray that you would guide us as we walk through this together. We do crown you as king. And uh, we acknowledge that you are king in the middle of everything that we are going through. And thank you for the timing of today uh, to speak that truth to us and bring us back once again, orient us again in that grand story, in the beautiful scope of the story. Uh, and here we are at this moment of the story today where we crown you as king. And we say it is true. And um, you're the king in our hearts. You're the king over every area of our lives. And we're grateful for that. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, so we're going to move through this passage today together and uh, as we celebrate uh, Palm Sunday. So uh, a few things that stand out to me about this passage. Just a couple of, uh, of things here. Uh, number one. It strikes me um, that Jesus intentionally is moving towards chaos in this moment, okay? Uh, Jesus is making his way towards Jerusalem. We've been walking with him on that journey uh, through this season of Lent, these 40 days that have been leading up to uh, what we will celebrate on Friday of Good Friday and uh, Holy Saturday and Easter Sunday. And so through this season of Lent, we've been with Jesus on this journey. But now we come to this point where he is entering into Jerusalem and he is willingly going into the chaos. And I'm not just talking about of the crowds coming around him and chanting Hosanna and 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 uh, crowning him as king, as chaotic as that moment probably was. Um, but what we're talking about is Jesus moving through that crowning moment and having his eyes and his heart set on the cross. And he's intentionally moving into the chaos and to the point of the cross, which will become the point of our redemption, the whole turning point of human history. And I think that's important for us to remember today, uh, that Jesus intentionally moves into the chaos, and he's doing that in, in our chaos as well. And so in this new normal that we keep talking about, that we all find ourselves in, and that's expressing itself for us in so many different ways, uh, depending on how it's personally affecting us or uh, personally affecting people that we know well. Um, some of you uh, don't know a single person um, who is experiencing the physical effects of this, and yet you are weighed down with so much empathy 
uh, as you see the stories on the news and as you read those stories. Um, and you are able to feel the weight of what people are experiencing. And uh, for those who are feeling that, we honor you. Thank you for being those kinds of people who are uh, marked by that empathy. And this time feels like chaos to you. Uh, For others, um, you are among those millions of Americans over this past week um, who have um, applied for unemployment. And so you were in positions where um, you felt solid and you felt um, like you were making progress. And now you feel like you're in a place where things are uncertain and it feels like chaos for you. Again, for our medical uh, workers that are a part of our community, um, for many of you where you are, you're not seeing um, the massive effects right now, but you're seeing uh, the foreshadowing. And so there are plans that are being made at your hospitals and at your uh, places of work. And as you watch those plans being made, as you hear those plans uh, being shared and explained, um, there's a sense of chaos settling in for you. And I just want to encourage you today, wherever you are, remember that Jesus is not afraid of the chaos, but he intentionally moves into it. And as he moves into it, he is bringing redemption with him. He is moving into your chaos today. He's with you in that. The next thing that stands out to me is this, is that when Jesus moves into the chaos and when he brings his reign as king, uh, that reign is surprising, okay? The way that it expresses itself is surprising. It's not unexpected um, because we know, and, and even in this passage in Matthew, it references an Old Testament prophet and this, this Old Testament reference in Zechariah um, of this prophecy about the coming of the Messiah. The people have been waiting for this moment throughout their history as God's people. They've been waiting for God to fulfill the promise of the Messiah. So it's not unexpected, uh, but it is unexpected in the way that it expresses itself. Okay, So it's long expected, but yet it is very surprising in the way Jesus shows up in this moment. Uh, For many of the people, they were expecting the Messiah to be a military or political leader. And so they were looking to the political leaders um, as their hope. And they were looking um, for the power to come in that way. And Jesus completely shocks and surprises them Uh, As he enters into the city, not on a war horse like a conquering political or military leader would do, but instead he enters in on a donkey, which is a symbol of peace. It is this symbol of meekness, but it's also this symbol of peace. And in this day and time, um, when a political or military leader was headed into battle, then that leader would ride on a majestic horse, symbolizing that power. And yet when a leader was um, announcing that they were bringing peace, then they would come in on a donkey. And that's what Jesus is doing in this moment. And so they were expecting this strong um, military warrior Um, this strong political leader to be their hope. And yet Jesus comes in in this symbol of peace. And it's absolutely surprising in the way that he expresses his leadership. Where are you looking for your hope? 
Where are you looking for peace? If you're looking anywhere besides Jesus, I promise you, you will be disappointed. Stop being surprised at being disappointed when you're looking at anyone besides Jesus for your hope and for your peace. Uh, But if you look to Jesus for your hope and your peace, um, you may be surprised at the way he shows up and reveals that, but you'll never be disappointed. He's the only one that you can count on. And so in a time like this, look to him. Expect him to show up in unexpected ways and expect to be surprised. Um, But you will never be disappointed. Jesus is able in that and he is bringing peace and he's bringing hope. Look to him and look to him alone in this time. The last piece that stands out to me is this. Um, When Jesus arrives, uh, there's this question that gets sparked among the people. It says the whole city was stirred up at Jesus's arrival and they kept asking this question of who is this? And, And I love these three words that come as the answer to that question. Who is this? They're asking. And the answer, these three words, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. I love that. I find so much hope in those three small words. This is Jesus. So this week, I want to challenge you uh, to look for Jesus. Okay, look for those moments when suddenly you get surprised and you recognize this is Jesus. This is Jesus showing up in the middle of this moment when I needed him most. Keep your eyes open for Jesus this week as he's entering into the chaos, as he's bringing hope and peace and this reign of the king who brings hope and peace. Um, And keep watching for those moments to see this is Jesus. I had one of those moments this week. I want to keep sharing these stories that we're all experiencing. Um, and, And so we've been doing that for the past several weeks. Uh, But one of the ways that that happened for me this week um, was I got a text. I got a text from a friend who said, um, hey, I want to help out specifically with someone who needs food during this time. Do you know anyone who needs help with food right now? And maybe 15, 20 minutes later, I can't remember exactly, um, but just a little bit later, same day, uh, and just a little bit later after that, I get a text from our friend Dominique, who is helping to um, coordinate help for anyone who needs it during this time. Uh, She's going to share about that a little bit later today. Um, But I get this text from Dominique that says, hey, uh, we have a friend who needs help. Specifically, they need help with food right now. Um, And it was just amazing the way that that text came through right in that moment when someone had already reached out to offer help. For me, it was really interesting to see that the offer of help and the provision of help came before the expression of need. That hit me uh, and that moved me to see that God was already answering that request before it even came in. And I think he moves like that in so many ways. Uh, This is Jesus, the one who provides uh, even before we can form that question even before we can express that need. And I thought that was so powerful, how the answer and the offer of help came and the provision of help came before even the request for help. Remember that during this time too. Um, 
there are moments when you won't be able to articulate what you're feeling. Uh, you won't be able to process what you're feeling through words. Um, but even before you can form those words, even before you can get your mind and heart around what it is you're feeling and what it is you're actually wrestling with, he's already moving with provision uh, even before the request comes. So I want to challenge you this week to look for moments like that, moments that make you pause and take a step back and just say, this is Jesus. That's the only way to explain it. This is Jesus. So look for those moments. Also, keep your heart open to become one of those moments uh, because as he's pressing on your heart, as the Holy Spirit is, is tugging and stirring and moving and pressing on you, then stay open to that and respond with obedience because maybe he's prepping you to become one of those moments when someone else sees it and says, this is Jesus. That's the only way to explain it. This is Jesus. Good morning, Love Chapel Hill. Um, it's Donna. I'm saying hello, miss you. Um, keep your faith at this time. Have fun at this time. Um, try to take this and make something good out of it because God is good and he'll see us through that. And I have all the faith in the world. This coronavirus has nothing on me. We've all band together and come through a really hard time and gotten closer. So keep God in your heart, always. Love ya. Bye. Hey, Love Chapel Hill. You're back. Or maybe you're new. Either way, I'm just really happy you joined us today. My name is Joel. And even though we are physically not together today, I just want you to know that we are still the church. And I have some friends of mine and yours with us today. We've got Brooke. Joe, Dominique, who are going to tell us some ways how we can still thrive as a body through mission and community. Uh, let's start with Brooke. Brooke, what do you got for us? Thank you, Joel. Hello, everyone. My name is Brooke, and I am one of the small group leaders here at Love Chapel Hill. I'm so excited to announce that even though we cannot meet physically during this time, we are still able to meet virtually online through Zoom. Zoom is a free video conferencing platform that you can download onto your phone and your computer, and it allows us to come together as a community online. And we are so excited to announce that we will be hosting a new Bible study on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. via Zoom. This is not the story. It is a new Bible Bible study and we're excited to let everyone in the community come when they can and you can get more information through emails that we'll be following up with very shortly and I'm also still hosting along with my co-leader Anne-Marie Stonehouse the college women's Bible study and we meet weekly just send me a message and I will get you more information about that we would love to see you and now I'm going to pass it over to Joe who's going to be talking about how we're doing prayer during this time. Hey everyone, I'm Joe. I'm here to tell you about some of the virtual prayer options we have in addition to the virtual Bible studies that you just heard about. So every Wednesday at 8 a.m., a group of members from our community gather together um, over Zoom to share together in prayer, to share prayer requests, to pray for each other, um, and just to ask for God's peace and love during this time. So we encourage you all to check that out. And every Thursday at 7 p.m., a similar opportunity, we are partnering with rdupraise.org to uh, have a second Zoom prayer session in the evening. So um, if you all are interested in that, you can go to rdupraise.org and there's information um, on that website about how to join that Zoom prayer meeting. 
In addition to both of those, you can go to trianglepraer.org and um, there's a space there where you can post a prayer request or share something that you've heard from the Lord that you think would be an encouragement to other members of our community. Um, And if you're looking for things to pray over, you can go there and join in with the prayers of other members of your community and and just share in that. And it's a chance for us again to be sharing together, um, to be in community together um, and to be connected together even while we're apart. So um, one thing I've been thinking about this week is um, I often see prayer as a chance for advocacy or to get something done, but I've been reminded of prayer just as a chance to be sitting with the Father and understanding that He loves me, He cares about me, um, that He sees me, um, and that, you know, I'm a son of the King. You know, we're all sons or daughters of the King, um, and this is a chance for us all to remember that. And so if you need help, Dominique is going to share some more information about that in the next section. I'll pass it off to her now. Hi, Love Chapel Hill family. Dominique here, checking in to see how you guys are doing in this uncertain time that can maybe feel a little scary. Um, We really miss you and being at the varsity with you and hanging out in the lobby area and catching up and checking in. Um, So I'm here just to check in with you and let you know that we want to know how we can best love you guys because you're our people and we want to love you through this and in this and be together. Um, We are still one. We are still a church family together and we want to know how we can best look out for you. Um, So on the website, there are a few ways in which you can let us know how to best help. Um, We have a tab for um, grocery and pharmacy pickup. We also have a tab for prayer and chat, if that's something that you need. And we also have a tab for COVID-19 and how we can best help if you are experiencing that and need some help through it. Um, So here's the website and there's a tab at the top up here for COVID-19. If you go to the website and click on that, scroll down, of course, after reading Matt's wonderful message on how to best be the body of the church right now, you can see that there are the three tabs posted. And if those are things that can help you, then please reach out in that way. You can click on those and let us know how we can best help you. If that isn't the easiest option, then please email me at miracles at lovechapelhill.com and we can answer your email and get back to you with how we can best help you. Um, If you are able to just support people in the local community right now, I think that's um, a big way to help. If you are just needing some support yourself, please reach out and let us know. We would love to know how we can best love you in this time. Um, it's tricky, but we have a big God behind us and um, and alongside us through all of this. Um, I wish you guys the best this weekend. I hope you get to enjoy some of the sunshine. Back to you, Jewel. Thanks, Dominique. One of the many favorite things that I've enjoyed about doing these videos over the last few weeks has been seeing how so many different people are stepping up in so many different ways. I hope you've enjoyed seeing everyone as much as I have. Well, we've been pushing ways to love Chapel Hill with the heart of Jesus, just as we always have. And one of those ways is to support our friends at Table. So Table is an organization that helps food insecure children, children that otherwise would rely on the school system for their meals. Well, since the school systems are not meeting right now, Table is still stepping up in that gap. To help Table, go to tablenc.org. There you can find ways to donate food and funds to help keep Table going and doing what they're doing. Lastly, if you're new with us today, I want to make sure that we don't miss an opportunity to connect with you. If you're interested in learning more about Love Chapel Hill, what we're about, 
or even getting on our mailing list, click on the link below this video called a Virtual Connect Card. There you fill out some simple information where we can get back to you and get you connected. As we close today, I want you, I want you to stay encouraged. Even though our world right now may be literally upside down, there is one constant. And that constant is that Jesus loves you and he is still God. If you've been watching our videos the last few weeks and you've been wondering what it's like to follow Jesus, you want to know more about that, I'll again point you back to that virtual connect card. Click on that link because there's a way in there you can tell us that you're interested in following Jesus. If you let us know that, we will get back to you. We will pray with you. We will help you walk in that journey. But we don't want to miss that opportunity. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us again this week. Next week's Easter. We'll see you next week. Have a great day.